Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. Well, why don't we have you introduce yourself for us? Uh, well, what's your name? My name is Ian. My name is Ian. I'm a mirror. Are you just saying your name is Ian because my name is Ian? Well, I'm not sure what my name would be otherwise. Well, like if I said, my name is Jennifer... You would say... My name is Jennifer. What if no one is standing in front of you? Then I wouldn't be talking. So, Ian, you are always reflecting something. Do you feel like the thing you're reflecting? I guess so. I guess I feel like it on the surface, but not fully, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like right now, I kind of feel like you, but I don't have your memories and I don't know what you had for breakfast. I just feel like you right now. I had a, I had a bagel. Oh, I guess I've never seen one, but I saw one in reverse once. I would think a bagel would be one thing that would be the same mirror image or, you know, regular Oh, I, uh, I meant, like, coming back up out of a person. Can you tell how I feel about you? Because right now, I'm mostly focused on you. I guess I don't know if it's how you feel about me or how you feel about yourself. I think I like you. I think I like you, too. But maybe you're just reflecting back my affection for you. Do you have a way of telling the difference? No one's ever asked me this many questions before. Is it weird being asked questions? A little bit. I want to ask some back to you. You can ask questions back to me. How's your day going? Pretty good so far. Same. Do you like cilantro? Sure. Same. Do you know what vampires are? Yes. Why do you ask? I've never seen one. When was the first time you saw a mirror? I don't think I know. But I was thinking recently, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with going into my parents' bathroom and making the mirrors reflect each other into this long mirror tunnel where I could see, like, you know, infinite me's. Wow. I want to say I remember that too, but I don't. I think when I was a kid, I was exactly the same as I am 
right now, and nothing happened to me that doesn't still happen to me. I've always been in this bathroom, in this restaurant. I want to ask you more about where you are. Are you the only mirror in the bathroom? I've never seen another mirror. I mostly just stare at a wall. Does that get boring? You know, you're fixed in place. Do you get tired of looking at the opposite wall? I guess I get tired of looking like the opposite wall. It's the thing I look like the most, actually. But the wall always reminds me I'm not the same as it. How do you mean? Like, the wall gets to stay the same, but I have to change. I don't get to decide when I have to change. Are you always the same person? Basically, I think. I guess you're saying you're not always the same person. I'm never a person. Right. What do you do for fun? I've never known how to answer that question. What is a shower like? Do babies think? Why does anybody do anything? Do I remind you of anyone? I mean, right now I'm looking at my own face, so I guess you remind me of me. You remind me of me too. When you're not staring at the wall, you're looking at people. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you to describe what a person looks like to you? Yeah, they have a face and a head and a torso and arms. And legs. I've never seen that. Yeah, I guess you are, you're only seeing people from the waist up. Do you want to see legs? Um, I mean, I could, I could show you my legs. Yeah, I guess so. You keep mentioning them. Okay, here it goes. Just pull them up. Those are my legs. I I don't think I like them. You don't like my legs. Is it supposed to be like that? Are they supposed to... It looks like there's bones, but also not not bones, and... Well, that's true. I don't know. The lines don't make sense to me. I guess... I, I look like legs now. Yeah? I guess... Maybe it's okay to be legs. I am legs. What are on the ends? These are feet. They're like the the hands of the legs. Those are not hands. I've seen a lot of hands. Those are not hands. Are those where roller skates go? Yeah. Why do you ask? I don't like roller skates. Ben Hebert, hello. How are you? Very, very good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I So, Ben, you're a violin dealer, and I understand you have a violin by John Joseph Merlin, the man who invented roller skates? Yeah, I've got, I've only ever seen, well, one cello and one other violin, and it's there's this 
rather fun one from 1785 that we're working on at the moment. It's uh, it's a strange thing, <laughs> but then Merlin was a strange person too. <laughs> yeah, well, can, can you lay out a little bit what you know about him? Well, we think that he's he comes from Belgium and sort of appears in on the London scene in the Enlightenment, sort of fairly much out of nowhere, and as a clockmaker, but clearly as somebody who had both extraordinary amounts of ideas, the means to sort of follow up on those ideas, and the ability to turn that into a kind of, well, actually very sort of literally a museum of inventions, which were really sort of testing what technology could do. So he was clearly a mechanical genius. And there's an amazing instrument, which, although it's a fairly standard harpsichord, it's got a a system where it can write down the notes as you as you play them. So essentially, the first computer printer. Uh, wow! Back in the 1770s, and actually, we know that Charles Babbage, who's the father of computing, saw his museum of things as a child, and then ultimately even bought some of the things that Merlin had made because he was so fascinated with the way that they worked. So I think if Babbage is the father of computing i think merlin is one of the innovators which put babbage in that position he's a sort of grandfather of, of the modern computing age to an extent wow so grandfather of modern computing maker of violins genius mechanical mind and he invented roller skates that's right <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so it actually starts with all sorts of other things. And I think, you know, it comes back to clockmaking as well, because it, it's a sort of a, a bit of a segue. So, so deal with me, <laughs> give me some patience. <laughs> but, but because he knew about how cogs and gears worked and how you could create something where, you know, a small amount of power can turn into a large amount of power. One of the things that we do know that he was making was essentially sort of wheelchairs, which you could, you know, turn a crank and actually they would move. So sort of automatically powered wheelchairs at a, you know, at a very, very early time in that, at that point. So he's very firmly, and one of the things that he's commercially successful about is getting human beings to move by wheel. And I guess from that, it's not a big leap to to think about roller skates. And I, I understand when he decided to finally unveil this invention of roller skates, there was kind of an incident. Well, we know about this because there's a wonderful anecdote which appears in 1825, uh, a writer called Thomas Busby. Uh, he writes, one of the ingenious novelties was a pair of skates contrived to run on wheels Supplied with these and a violin, he mixed in the motley group of one Mrs. Cowley's masquerades at Carlisle House, when not having provided the means of retarding his velocity or commanding its direction, he impelled himself against a mirror of more than 500 pounds value, dashed it to atoms, broke his instrument to pieces, and wounded himself most severely. (laughs) Mirrors in the 18th century were, you know, a pretty much a king's ransom to get a big one. And you can imagine somebody trying to play the violin, trying to ride on roller skates for the first time and (laughs) hasn't invented the brakes yet. (laughs) It's 
it's amazing that humans continued roller skating after the f- there there had been one attempt at roller skating and it had ended in disaster and yet we we continued yeah i guess he must have worked on uh, figuring out how to make breaks fairly quickly afterwards <laughs> Ian, can I ask you, is it true breaking a mirror is seven years bad luck? Well, it would definitely be seven years of bad luck for me. Probably more. I don't I don't know if I could ever come back from something like that. Yeah, mirrors don't really get put back together. You could become a disco ball. Kinda like how humans could become a tree. Sorry? Yeah, I heard someone come in here once, and she was saying how when she died, she wanted to be tree-mated. Anyways, I want to become a disco ball if I ever break. Ian, can you tell me about the time a bird got in the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was one of the best days of my life. The bird came in and it was really scary because it was a lot quicker than anything that had been in, in here before. And it was flying around, but then it saw me. And I guess we fell in love. You fell in love with a bird. Yeah. Well, I guess the bird fell in love with me. And then I fell in love with it. I hesitate to even mention this because I I never want to question another relationship. But um, I've read that birds, because they don't have self-awareness, if they see themselves in a mirror, they think it's another bird. With us, it was real, though. I could tell. How did you know you were in love? Well, it it just... It stopped right in front of me, and it stood on the sink, and it just... looked at me like no one had ever looked at me before. And it fluttered its wings, and... And I just knew. Um, but then this little kid came in and freaked out, and then some more people came in, and and the bird left. And uh, I never saw it again. Do you think about the bird a lot? Yeah, whenever the lights go out. You know, we've been talking for a little while now, and I've just kind of been staring into my own face the whole time oh yeah it's maybe the longest I've ever looked at myself how has that been for you I mean I I guess it's okay weirdly I've been thinking of it as you even though it's my face does it feel weird does it feel like you're going crazy a little bit feels a little like I've maybe I've just been 
imagining this whole thing that you haven't been talking to me at all. That I've just been talking to myself, imagining it's you. I guess that's possible. I don't know how I would know. I don't know how I would know either. I mean, if it was me asking these questions, but then it was also me answering the questions, and I thought it was you, but it was just me the whole time. How do I know that I'm not just asking questions, thinking it's you, but really it's me? What if one of us isn't real? How do I know people are even a thing? Maybe I just made up a creature called people. And every so often I imagine one of these people coming in here. Maybe you showing me your legs was just my imagination filling in some gaps. I don't think that's what's happening. I don't think so either. What? I don't think so either. What if I've imagined everything? What if no one has ever talked to me? What if there isn't anything else? What if it's all been in my head? What are you talking about? No one's asked me this many questions before. This is Everything is Alive. The show is produced by Jennifer Mills with me, Ian Chillog, and Eva Walchover. Special thanks this week to Emily Spivak. Special thanks last week to Arwen Nix and Sarah Geis. Our editor is Hilary Frank. Ian, the mirror, or Jennifer, the mirror, the mirror, was played by Alexandra Song Shah. Her website is alexsongshah.com. That's A L E X. S-O-N-G-X-I-A dot com. And her Twitter and Instagram is Alex Snog. A big thanks to Benjamin Hebert for telling us about John Joseph Merlin, inventor of the roller skate, maker of violins, smasher of mirrors. Ben is a violin expert and dealer at Benjamin Hebert's Violins Limited. More at Hebert's.com. That's H-E-B-B-E-R-T-S dot com. Everything is Alive is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX. Julie Shapiro, executive producer, is starting with The Man in the Mirror. You can get in touch with us any number of ways at everythingisalive.com. We'll see you soon. Right here.